I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. This week, a United Nations-backed ceasefire is supposed to go into effect in Syria. But events on the ground don't really seem to be leading up to that. Today, there were more reports of fighting between government forces and rebels. The violence crossed two international borders, in fact. In one incident, Syrian army soldiers reportedly fired into a refugee camp inside Turkey, wounding several people. In another, a TV cameraman was shot and killed along Lebanon's border with Syria. Borzu Daragahi of the Financial Times is following events from Beirut, Lebanon. Uh, Borzu, what has been the response from Lebanon? Any different from Turkey? I think Lebanon is just investigating. The Lebanese government is avowedly pro-Syrian. It is uh, uh, led by Hezbollah and its allies. I don't think that they're going to uh, start making enemies with the uh, Syrian regime right now by accusing them of anything. Uh, So for now, the response has been almost nothing. Uh, Turkey is outraged over this. They have uh, summoned the uh, Syrian charge to affairs. It should be said that uh, the Syrian regime has warned that if it goes down, it will take the whole region with it. And although these could have been isolated incidents, it could also very well be that Syria is trying to send a message. Uh, This is how the Syrian regime uh, works. They, They think of themselves as having these cards and they play these cards. And so now they're playing the uh, uh, regional chaos card to show, to demonstrate, uh, however counterintuitive it may be to us, that uh, they can create a lot of havoc throughout the region. And they're willing to uh, stir up havoc and uh, have the crisis in Syria expand its borders so that it will affect other countries as well. Uh, To us, this may seem, you know, uh, ridiculous and it may seem like a recipe for inviting foreign intervention. But to the Syrian regime, they don't think that way. This is a way of scaring off foreign interference. I mean, the fire on the borders of, of Lebanon and Turkey just seemed disastrous for the U.N. negotiated ceasefire, uh, which is due to be implemented this week. In- instead, the conflict is bleeding into neighboring countries. What are the hopes of the peace plan getting through this week, not in tatters? People who have seriously been following the Syria crisis had no hope that this uh, peace plan would work. It could also be that Kofi Annan himself knew that it wouldn't work. Kofi Annan is a former UN Secretary General, now serving as an Arab League and UN envoy to Syria in an attempt to get a, a, a sort of a truce, a, a ceasefire implemented. He could have known from the beginning uh, that this wouldn't have worked. He is going through a kind of complex diplomatic choreography in order to get the international community on the same page. The problem right now is that no serious diplomatic action can be taken against Syria because Russia and China aren't signing off. By getting Russia and China to sign off on the peace plan and showing that Syria is violating it, uh, Kofi Annan and the rest of the diplomatic community could be laying the groundwork for more serious diplomatic action at the U.N. Security Council. And in that complex international choreography, does Kofi Annan have a next step? Absolutely. He reports back to his, uh, the people who assigned him this task, the Arab League and the U.N., as to how or whether the various parties fighting complied with the uh, requests that, you know, the sort of six-point plan that he presented that everyone ostensibly signed off on, except for Syria, who uh, later presented all these caveats that all but negated its adherence to the plan. Uh, Borzu, you followed the Syria story day in, day out now for many months. Uh, How much of what you're hearing out of Syria is actually verifiable since the country's still blocking most journalists from coming into uh, the country? This is a, a tough process 
trying to get information out of the country. What we do is uh, we rely on um, trusted sources, mostly activists, admittedly. And, uh, you know, we uh, develop ties with them, develop relations with them. We convince them that exaggerating or misreporting something is not in their interest because if they're caught, they will ruin their credibility. Um, I personally did the same kind of reporting during the 2009 uprising in Iran. So I have a little bit of experience uh, on this. Uh, and, you know, we, we do the best that we can. It's not easy, but there's no other way. Borzu Daragahi with the Financial Times speaking with us from Beirut. Thanks a lot, Borzu. Always a pleasure.